All right. Hello, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to the Metaverse Marketing Podcast. Um, today, I'm going to be talking a little bit about Web3 and uh, the digital marketing aspect of um, Web3 and kind of where it's at. So um, historically and up to present day um, in the digital marketing space, the cornerstone is your website right? Um, everything starts and, uh, really in terms of marketing kind of ends on your website. So, um, your content leads to your website, your website takes people to your sales team and that kind of ends the marketing process, right? Um, so whether you're doing a podcast like I'm doing, or you're posting on social media or you're interacting on LinkedIn, everything links to your website, which should be the central marketing hub of everything that your business does in the digital marketing space. And then everything from there should link to a tangible um, deliverable, whether that's that um, you've delivered information on your website or you're taking people to meet with a salesperson or you're encouraging them to call your business, whatever it is. That's kind of the traditional digital marketing uh, one, two, three step process. In Web3, the process is identical, um, but there are a few things that I wanted to make sure that we talked about about domains. So um, Web1, Web2, Web3 are actually not terribly different um, overall anyway. So people have kind of hyped up Web3, and I think it's a little unnecessary. Um, It's just like when everyone heard about 5G, right? And 5G is kind of... BS, like no one cares about having 5G anymore now that everyone has it, right? So Web 2 is just, I I like to think of it as uh, 1D, 2D, 3D, right? So Web 1 is all just text-based, Web 2 is just uh, 2D, so images, video, but it's all very, uh, you interact with it on a very 2D scale. The concept of Web3 is interacting with websites and marketing in a 3D manner. So I don't necessarily mean that you're doing things in VR. I mean that everything about your marketing is uh, interactive and all-encompassing. So uh, when I reference Web3 and and metaverse styles of marketing, I'm talking about that, that 15 touches that it takes for people to really feel like your brand is a solid brand that they can touch and interact with, right? Um, Apple is a great metaverse brand, uh, not necessarily because they're doing anything um, in crypto or because not because they're doing anything crazy in technology, but because you have heard so much about them that you have an opinion about them, right? And and you hear about them every day, right? Their, their brand is all-encompassing. It's in everyone's hands. It's in everyone's pockets. It's in, uh, it's in and all over the news all the time. Every day you'll read an article about Apple or you'll, at the very least, you'll see one, right? So, um, in terms of Web3 on the technology side, what can we kind of expect? What should we be thinking about in terms of turning Web 2 into Web 3? So uh, first kind of biggest 
misconception that happens all the time is our web three and the metaverse, the same thing. I don't think so. So they're somewhat related. Uh, I think the term metaverse should refer to the perfect combination of hardware and software in our lives that really blurs the line between digital reality and natural reality. So, um, Usually people think of this as like putting on a VR headset, but uh, it's actually a little bit more all-encompassing than that, right? So um, things like Pokemon Go, where that's kind of bridging the gap, right? Amazon has uh, this uh, feature where if you're about to buy like a piece of furniture or something, you can use um, artificial reality to uh, kind of put a 3D render of that product in your home, right? And, and get a rough idea of how big it's going to be in your space and if it's going to fit, right? So I would consider that a Web3 experience um, and a, a more metaverse-related experience. Um, Web3 is um, used a little bit more often to specifically reference blockchain and cryptocurrency technology, right? So it's not necessarily the same thing. Um so, for example, things like uh, Decentraland, right? It's built using blockchain technology, but you don't need to have like a crypto wallet to be able to, to access and play around with it, right? I went and messed around in De Decentraland um, just using my regular Windows desktop. I didn't necessarily need to do anything uh, with crypto unless I wanted to like buy things through Decentraland, like if I wanted to buy land, right? But technically you could interact with that 3D metaverse without necessarily needing to purchase anything using crypto. Um, okay, so let's kind of bring it a little bit more down to earth here. What is a domain? So um, your domain is not necessarily your website, right? Keep that in mind. Uh, websites are just files that sit on somebody else's computer. That's all it is, right? And your browser is just a piece of technology that runs all of the code that those files uh, have on them in a way that displays them on your phone really quickly, right? Uh, a browser is just a code compiler that puts it in front of you really quickly so you can interact with it. That's all it is, right? Um, but... A domain is not the website. So when you type your domain into a phone number or a computer, you're basically asking to see those files from that computer on your on your computer. So whether that's on your actual like desktop or phone or whatever, right? So over the last 20 years, coding tools have really helped bridge the gap here um, so that just about anybody and everybody can create a website and Half the time, you don't even need to think about the domain. Um, most like website builders have it incorporated. Um, it's called a domain name registration system that you can buy your domain name through, um, built into like their website builder. Um, so it's relatively easy and relatively straightforward. Um, a Web3 domain is a little different. So a Web3 domain is uh, a domain name used to find a website that's hosted on a decentralized server. So, um, or, or decentralized computers, right? Um, so on a regular website, the files are hosted on a single computer, and usually that computer or server is hosting hundreds of different websites at that time, and 
is owned by one corporation, right? So um, Amazon Web Services, very famous um, web hosting and hosting services platform. Uh, basically, what you do is you pay for the server storage and the server space that Amazon provides to either serve up apps or APIs or website files, whatever, right? So the idea of decentralized uh, hosting is that um, all of these different computers that are on a network, so on a decentralized network, um, can through encryption and blockchain technology, split up uh, the load of hosting and managing um, and, and holding onto those site files between everybody on that network, right? So uh, if you and me, we create our own network called the Metaverse Marketing Crypto Network, right? Uh, we're two people and we host that network as long as we both have our computers up and running um both of us will be able to host websites between our two computers right and our two computers will run all the computational information required in order to deliver that website to people when they show up uh let, but then third party steve comes in and he joins the network and he brings his website to the service and he also has a computer, right? Well, now we have three computers that are able to simultaneously send and deliver traffic and website files to individuals based off of um, the three of us taking care of the, the, the computational load required in order to serve up that um, those files, right? So... Um, it's a really, really cool idea. In practice, there are kind of issues. Um, but so these networks that, um, you might be able to join up on are built on various different blockchains. Uh, and there are different types of networks, um, that you might be able to, to join and host on, um, so, for example, there's one called ENS, which stands for Ethereum Naming Service, and it's based off of a, a blockchain technology using a domain name service uh, system, and, and so that's why they call it ENS. So, should you get a Web3 domain to host your site on? I'll tell you right now, I think the answer is no. So, most Web3 is cool. I am not going to lie to you guys. Web3 is super interesting to think about, to talk about, to um, to even build information off of. But if you're a small business, uh, even a, a medium to a large business, and you're going, hey, should we get involved in this Web3 stuff? And you already have a website, and you're wondering, should we put it on um, Web3 and put it on like an Ethereum name service, an, an ENS server, right? The answer is probably no. Um, because they do require either special browsers or, um, special like settings turned on inside browsers in order to make them work. So for example, I actually have a web three domain. It's up at metaversemarketer.nft, but unless you have the right browser settings or, um, 
an appropriately configured browsing tool, uh, the page is just not going to load for you, right? And even if you do, it still might not load for you because it's still super early days on um, Web3 technology for um, sending and receiving data over Web3 networks, right? So um, remember in the 90s how slow your internet was and how long it would take to load a website? Yeah, we're, we're kind of in those early stages of Web3 domain name services. So despite the technology technically working, it's highly likely that your phone's connection will time out uh, if you're on mobile. Even if you're on desktop, it's likely that your phone's connection will time out. Um, and so basically what I ended up doing with my own Web3 domain is I just set it up as a redirect. So anybody who wants to like try and interact on Web3 um, with my business, I'm just redirecting them to my main website at metapv.co, right? And I think this is the main reason why Web3 domains aren't super popular, is that um, they have a little bit of slower load times, and they're, they're not even supported by a lot of major browsers. Like, I don't think Safari even supports... Um, any sort of Ethereum name service or uh, the Polygon uh, network uh, where my website is hosted on uh, in Web3, right? I don't even think it's uh, Safari supports it. Uh, I know that Chrome technically supports it, but I haven't been able to get it to actually work. So the only place I've been able to actually load my website is on Brave browser, um, and that's because like the whole shtick of Brave browser is that you can like actually explore web3 domains and like use cryptocurrency. Like that's kind of their whole thing. But uh is it cool to have a web3 domain? Absolutely. Is it useful? No. There are actually a few problems here. Um so we we've already talked about a few of the problems. Sorry, I'm just looking through my show notes to see if there's anything else that we want to make sure that we talk about. Um if you want to get your domain, your own like web3 domain name and just kind of redirect it to your own website, you are going to need a little bit of technical um information in order to do it. I definitely recommend doing like a little bit of research into the basics of like HTML because you're going to need some information there. Um, but basically, you just go to like a, a Web3 uh, DNS or ENS name service, right? Uh, Unstoppable Domains is where I got mine. And then using your preferred network, um, you upload your site files to that um, name service after you've purchased your domain name. Uh, so I used Polygon because uh, at the time Polygon was just like cheaper for me to get everything up and running and um, there weren't any like routine maintenance costs of running on Polygon. So um, I believe it's still there. I actually did this like six or seven months ago. I haven't even checked. So if you guys want to see if it even broke, like this is a good experiment. Check it out now and like leave a comment or something if uh, if it didn't work. Um, and then, yeah, basically from there, once you've uploaded your site files, you'll hit publish and, um, depending on how, um, your site files are set up, you may need to 
edit your index.html file to include a specific line of code to be able to support um, the Ethereum name service or to even just like tell um, the like search engines that it's using Web3 technology so that they know to render it using Web3 tech. Um, anyway, it's kind of a, a whole hassle. So, But if you want to, it's something that you could definitely do. Personally, I don't think you should. If you are, especially if you're a small to medium business and your like, costs are um, determined, you already know how much you can spend on um, on a website, I would probably just push you to use a service like, uh, WordPress or Wix or Shopify. Um, custom development is going to be up there, but if you can afford it, it's definitely worth it to build your own website. Cause then you know exactly what's going on with it all the time, but it is just significantly more expensive. Um, and once you have all those up and running, you're going to have a solid website that I really don't think you need to waste any time getting connected to Web3. Now, if you're a large business, you got money to spend, you're you're just chilling with all this extra Web3 money that you're hoping to invest, should you try doing it on Web Web3? Yeah, I think absolutely. It's worth doing if you have the the interest um in Web3 and you just want to know how it works. Um it's actually super possible for the average person who's familiar with building websites and how they're supposed to do it to get it up and running. But if if all of those conditions are not met, I wouldn't recommend it for most people. All right. I uh, it Also, guys, it took me so long. It took me so long to get my website up and running. It took me days to figure out how it works, and it took me hours hours to get my site files uploaded and to get them um, running on the network appropriately. And then it took another few hours for the naming service just to confirm that all my files were uploaded. So I had like, I was going back and forth between my computer for hours, like trying to figure out like what's going on here. And, you know, luckily I have some experience building websites. So I know that uh, DNS propagation can be slow. And so I just kind of extrapolated that to like, okay, ENS propagation is going to take a while, so I don't know. Will crypto be the future of the internet? It's possible, but it's got a long way to go, and I don't know. I I just don't think it's going to be anything that you're going to need to worry about for the next five to ten years anyway. So, all right, that's it. Uh, bye. Hey, everyone. Preston here. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving me a review or sharing this episode with your friends. It really helps me out. Thanks.